This is episode 64 of Sustainable Photography. I'm Ingrid Colnes, and today's guest is Brooke Jefferson. She's a believer, a wife, mother, photographer, and photography business coach. Brooke helps photographers make full-time income so they can fulfill their other roles in their life with joy. She's also the host of a top podcast called Book More Clients Photography Podcast. She's on a mission to impact thousands of photographers to show them that you can in fact run a profitable, sustainable business without burning out or neglecting your family. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for the honor of being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have this talk with you, but I want to start by asking you who you are and how you got started and how you became both a photographer and a business coach. Great. Well, my name is Brooke Jefferson. I am a family photographer located all the way in the great state of Oklahoma. I got my start in photography all the way back in 2014. I had just had my daughter, so she was a baby. And of course, like every mom, we're trying to capture and freeze all those precious moments. And funny enough, last night, I was actually scrolling the memories on my phone and I saw some of the very first pictures I had taken of my daughter pop up for Christmas. And I thought, wow, the growth that we have had, but it was so cool to see where that got started. And then I transitioned into coaching photographers around 2019. So I started my podcast in 2019. And really, I just did it to encourage and help other photographers that were trying to build a business just like I was. And then that has just snowballed into business coaching and really helping photographers who are artists first, really adopt that business mindset and the CEO hat that just doesn't come as naturally as the art does. So I'm also a wife. I have two kids as well. And they are six and nine, a boy and a girl. And they keep me pretty busy with all of their activities. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Oh, great. Yeah. It sounds like we have some overlapping things there with uh, getting into the business thing because we see other photographers kind of struggling with that part. And I think that's really interesting. It's nice to meet someone who has the same kind of mindset as me there. Yeah, I can't agree with that more. I just, I remember starting my business and wanting so badly to be mentored or just have a safe person to ask a question, right? Like it's not that we want someone to hand us their profitable business and give us all the secrets and tips, but sometimes we just need a helping hand. So it is very reassuring to meet other people that have that same mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So what about when it comes to having a sustainable business? Because having a business, that's one thing, but making sure that it's a lasting business and one that you can actually show up to every single day. What do you think that takes to get that? What does that mean for you? So with having a 
sustainable photography business, particularly, I think the difference really starts with your mindset and your commitment and what you want this to be. Because for some people, they're fine with having it be this part-time or side hustle or whatever the popular phrase is, while others are really looking for this business to become a way to support their family financially or this is really their God-given calling or gift. And so this is what they want to use as their method for that. And so the difference starts with your mindset for sure. And then, you know, one thing for me, I didn't just start my business. It started with a passion. I, I will admit it started with a passion much like it did for everyone. But then when the dream was planted as in, hey, this can actually make you money. This can actually be a career and not just something on the side. It was, I had to commit to myself, like we're in this for the long haul. If it takes one year, three years, 10 years, I'm going to commit to it. So I think that's the first key piece. And then the second is learning how to wear the business hat that seems overwhelming. And I know there's so much that goes into it, but if you skip that part and you refuse to invest in someone to help guide you and teach you and show you what you are missing, you're going to miss out on that profitable and sustainable business. And then that's when we are sadly seeing so many photographers give up and quit because they either didn't have the community, the resources, or that business mindset when it came to running their business. Mm, yeah, I agree so much. I think it's so common to think that we have to do it on our own and we just have to figure it out. And then, you know, there are plenty of people who have already done it. And then you can just get some shortcuts by just asking some questions and kind of getting the path laid out for you if you dare to do it, because that's often what it takes. You just have to go for it. Yes, I will tell you that if you want a full-time photography business or you want to at least grow your photography business to the goals that you have personally set for yourself, it's going to require a leap of faith because without that, you just don't go anywhere. And I'm all about encouraging photographers to step outside of their comfortability box because without that, you're just, you know, you're going to stay stuck and then you're going to get bored and face burnout and then quit your business. I don't want to see that happen. <laughs> no, me too. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel as well. But today we are talking about imposter syndrome, which I think most photographers experience that at some point. And I think it's such an important thing to talk about. So Maybe we could just start by defining imposter syndrome. Like, what do you consider that to be? Yes. So I like to kind of put imposter syndrome and comparison all in one, because really, I think when you're comparing yourself, then the imposter syndrome comes on or vice versa. If you're feeling less than not good enough, then all of a sudden you're going to go compare yourself because you're trying to validate those feelings. So I feel like they go hand in hand. But one thing too is, and I know we're specifically talking about comparison and imposter syndrome on a photography level, but I also just want to say like, as a human being, we have faced this, you know, I can compare my marriage, my motherhood, the fact that I did or did not grow up doing something that I wanted to. And so I feel like no matter who you are, we are all human and we are all facing these feelings on a daily basis, especially in the world we live in now, the digital age, where you can see what everyone is up to and what everyone's doing. And, you know, it can be a positive thing, but I also think it can be a negative thing on a daily basis. But imposter syndrome is the feeling and comparison is the act of the doing, the actually going. And here's the thing. 
comparison is the one thing that you actually can control. And I don't think many photographers realize that. I don't think they realize, oh, I have the ability to stop doing this. Whereas imposter syndrome, yes, it's a negative feeling, but it could also be used to push you to get better and to, you know, to fuel you. And so again, it's all about a perspective shift. So again, imposter syndrome, and I actually, and I literally just came out of struggling with this the last couple of days, because here's the thing, it's normal. And I don't think it's a question of if you're going to struggle, it's when, And then it's really like equipping yourself with the tools. And so, you know, you're feeling imposter syndrome when you start to get those negative feelings, you start to have that self-doubt. You just don't feel confident, really. It's like a lack of confidence or you're just going through a struggle and you're looking for validation in an area and you're not receiving it. So to paint that picture, I'm sure everyone's nodding like, yes, that's me. I struggle with that too. And so first and foremost, we were all going to struggle with this. So just know that. And again, it's not if it's when, and I'm hoping to give you some tools in your toolbox today to help fight that off. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. What can you do? As you said, most people have felt it. Some people are feeling it more than others and are maybe struck with that. I feel like I just want to give up. Like this isn't for me. I don't know what to do. What can you do to overcome it? Such a good question and so many different ways to answer this. But I think let's just practically start the top, which is let's identify when it's actually happening. And there is this myth that I just, I want to bust because I think it's such a lie. When I get to X amount of clients or when I get to X amount of years in business, I won't deal with this anymore. I'm nine years in business and I'm still dealing with it. How long have you been in business and are you still dealing with it? Oh yeah. I started in, I think I set up my business in 2011. So I think I'm 11. Yes. Yeah. 11 years in and I feel it all the time. Like there's just no way I'm not good enough to do this. What am I even thinking trying to get these photos of these people at this time? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely. Yes. So I think we can just agree and just go ahead and like replace that lie with the truth that it's just something that it's a roller coaster and being a business owner, being an entrepreneurship, being a woman, being a mom, like it's going to come and you just have to be prepared for it. So, you know, first it's identifying this is going to happen and I'm okay with it and I'm going to equip myself. And so then the next thing is let's look for triggers. Okay. So this is where we have an active role in how much we're feeding ourselves the problem versus it naturally coming up. Because I will say like, there are some days where I will naturally wake up and for some reason, I'm just in a negative headspace and that's going to happen. But I will tell you the majority of the time that I am feeling this imposter syndrome is because I have just actively compared my business to someone else's, whether it was I saw a post from another photographer, especially a local photographer that is literally my competition, if you will, you know? And so then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, like, Brooke, why are we starting our day scrolling social media? Like, that's your fault. You know, you ruined your morning because you actively scrolled social media. So then it's me, like, I found my trigger. It's scrolling social media in the morning. 
And if I want to have a better day and prevent this from happening again, I make a choice. And my choice is that's not the first thing I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to get some work done or I'm going to fuel myself first or pay attention to my family or do my like getting ready routine before I go out into social media's world. And I started with that example because I think that's the number one place where it fuels me, it triggers me. And I think it's the one place that triggers everyone. Like I said, we're in a digital age and it is what it is, but I think we have to find boundaries. And this, and I will say boundaries is a whole nother beast and we won't go down that route, but I will say boundaries and the lack of boundaries is where a lot of photographers are struggling and missing out because they don't set those up for themselves. You know, boundaries are not meant to restrict you. They're meant to like set you up for success and good mental health and all of those things. So that's where we'll start. Let me get some feedback from you because I'm telling you it's a rabbit hole once we start. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. And I've found that just sometimes unfollowing someone, not because I don't like them, but maybe because they're doing something that I really want to do. And it's making me feel like I'm less than, than just unfollowing or muting someone. Um, I think that's also a good way of setting boundaries. And Maybe if you have, because I think that's something that a lot of photographers can also feel like, oh, if someone's unfollowing them, that must mean that they don't like you. But it can also be the other way around. Like they do like you and they just don't need that in their life right now because you're doing the thing that they wish they could. I am so glad you brought this up because these were points I was also going to bring up at some point in this conversation and something that in real time, you know, you and I are recording this in December. And so we're closing out of one year and we're getting prepared for the next one. And naturally we're trying to dream and we're trying to plan and we're trying to up level our businesses and be better people, photographers, all the things, right? And this is also the time where we're also noticing everyone else is doing the same thing and they're announcing these new, maybe it's pricing or packages or, hey, we're doing something different this year. And if you are just constantly having that thrown in your face, you are going to think I'm behind. My business is not as good as hers. All of my old clients are now booking said photographer that's new in my area. Listen, I'm going through all of these things and it doesn't have to be negative. It can totally be a positive thing. But my favorite feature is the mute button. And here's the thing. I want you to not get in the habit of following local photographers. Again, not because you're in competition with them. There is room for everyone. I will shout that from the mountaintop. There are at least four photographers in my tiny small town. Okay. Tiny. And we all have business. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not for that. It's literally because what's the point? Why do y'all need to follow each other? Why do you need to see what she's up to? I think that you can support them. And, you know, honestly, something that I really want to implement is getting in person, going to have coffee with these people, but I don't have to follow you on social media. If it makes me feel like crap about myself, then I don't have to follow you and or I can mute you. And guys, I mute people all the time. They could be someone I admire, someone I want to be a mentor. But if I'm going through a certain particular season, 
I have to put them on mute because it's doing me more harm than it is good. And just a side note too, I think we need to stop taking things so personally. Woo! I mean, like, wow. And this is like something I'm personally walking through and in, in like my inner healing season and stuff is just like, we've got to stop thinking that just because so-and-so did not love my last or like heart my last three social media posts that they're mad at me. Like that's just dumb, but that's what we do because we have now defined friendships and relationships and connection through a digital platform rather than picking up the phone and just texting or calling someone, you know, it's crazy to me. And so we kind of went down a rabbit hole, but at the same time, these are very real things that I know I'm saying, and people are like, uh, yeah, that's me. I have that problem too. And so muting would be your first option. And then unfollowing would be your second option. And then there's one thing that I want you to do. And it's something that I have to force myself to do. But when you start getting in those phases of your business where you're kind of, I really like to deny that I don't feel burnout, but I do. And how I know that is because I feel like, oh, I'm over this. I'm not enjoying this. Or, you know, man, it's just the same thing over and over again, right? And we all get that way eventually in our business. And I hit a major burnout point that I thought this might be my last year. I was actually going to photograph people. And then it's funny how I took a break. I took a little hiatus and I came back like renewed and refreshed with a completely up-leveled business. And so my challenge is for you to take a break. We consume and we consume and we consume. You listen to this podcast, maybe you listen to my podcast and you binge it and you're so used to consuming content and then scrolling Instagram and like screenshotting all the fun ideas, you know? And when you do that, you don't leave any white space for yourself to be able to really get creative. And you're an artist. We are artists. And so I am taking two weeks completely off my business, like the back end, the business coaching, everything to just sit with myself. And then what happens is I get all these ideas and I get so excited and I have to like hone myself back in and be like, this is great. You had your white space, you write it down, you plan it, all that good stuff. And then you slowly can start implementing it into your business. So mute your people that make you, that trigger you, make you feel some type of way, even if they're the best person on planet earth. And also take a break, put it in your calendar. I don't care when it is, but like, take at least a week off, at least a week off and do not log on to social media. Mm, That's a great tip. I think that most people need that break actually. Yes. And here's the thing. I said that and immediately people were having panic attacks. I know this because that was me. Your business is not going to crumble because you took one or two or three weeks off. I posted the least amount on social media this year And I still had people come book my calendar because they found a way to come contact me. So your business is not going to fall apart by you stepping out for, again, one or two weeks. It's just not. And you're going to be fine. And you can still check your email. Like, let's just not be obsessive about it. So taking a break will absolutely change the course of your business. Yeah, I think that's so true. Come on over to ingvillkollnes.com to find out how I can help you do better in your business so you can focus on photography and not worry so much about all the other stuff. I actually want to ask you something that I have experienced or overheard other photographers 
commenting about, and I'm just going to ask if you think this is imposter syndrome or not, and that is photographers complaining about other photographers charging too much. I'm not sure if this happens in the US, but it definitely happens here in Scandinavia, and I've heard about it in other places in the world as well. But is that imposter syndrome or what is that? Okay. Yes. So I think it's a lot of different things because here's the thing about pricing. And I actually just recorded uh, for someone else's photography audience earlier today. We talked a little bit about this and with your pricing, here's what I need everybody to understand. We're all different. You and I, if we were to write down our business goals, our personal goals, what we wanted to pay ourselves and our availability to even take on the amount of sessions that we do per year, it's different. And so it's not even fair for you to say, well, so-and-so is charging way less than she needs to be because here's the thing you don't know. Second of all, it's not even your business. I understand. And the other thing too, is I've been in all these positions. I have looked at people and thought they were charging too much. I've looked at someone and said, oh my gosh, you are not charging enough. Like you're crazy. You look cheap. You know what I'm saying? And then I've also, I've looked at my own pricing and I've undercharged, I've overpriced. And then I had to find my sweet spot. But I say all of this because yes, I do think that that conversation and the complaining is rooted in this again, like just this feeling of imposter syndrome. And even if it's not imposter syndrome, it could also be your pride to where now you think that you're better than all of these people who are undercharging. And let me tell you, there are photography groups everywhere. And it's like the number two, I would say the top two things that they do in these groups are complain about each other and complain about their clients. Mm, isn't that sad? That's so sad. We do not do that in my group. I do not allow people to do that. I allow them to present a client situation in a nice way without being entitled, which is a whole nother topic I'll be doing an episode on. But yes, I do. I think it comes down to that. But here's the thing goes back to comparison, stay in your own lane. It's just not your business for what Susan is doing down the street. If she wants to undercharge 50 bucks for a session. Cool. Awesome. Because you know why? Because I know that I walked that journey myself. And one day I realized I'm burnt out. It's time I raise my prices and she will. She'll naturally learn that on her own. She doesn't need your pride coming in or you being super harsh and jumping down her throat and telling her that she's not charging enough. She knows. And when she's ready, she'll make a change. So that's what I have to say about that whole pricing argument. (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, that's a good thought. But okay, so if you don't want to compare yourself to others, you can mute them, you can unfollow them, you can take a break. But if they're still in front of you, (laughs) for some reason, what can you do to kind of just don't compare yourself? So I think it really is all about going inward and remembering why you are doing this. And you're going to compare yourself more and more when you're unsure about your branding and your mission. Like, why are you even doing this in the first place? And so I feel like the more you know who you're serving, what your specialty is, all of these things, you will compare yourself less and less. And at the end of the day, I really think it's fueling your own cup. The number one way to stop comparing yourself is to pay attention to what you're doing and fill your cup rather than all of these other things. 
And yes, you're going to see things that just naturally pop up from time to time. And again, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It could just be a, like, ask yourself, I'm triggered. Why am I feeling this way? And keep digging until you figure it out. Is it because you're not meeting a goal of yours? And if that's the case, then let's look at it. Okay, hey, I'm feeling a certain type of way because that girl used to be my client, but she chose that photographer. And now I feel like, well, maybe I'm not good enough if she chose her. And so, okay, cool. So dig into that. Why do I think that? And flip the script. If you were your best friend and you were having a conversation back and forth with her and she said what you just did, what would she tell you in return? She would probably say, hey, maybe she just was looking for something different. Maybe she didn't see any of your posts for the last couple of months and she just wanted to try this girl out. You have no idea, right? And again, it's you got to stop taking things personally. It's business. I have tons of clients that word for word out of their mouth, she said, we love your work, but because we're friends with both of you, we're going to support both of your businesses. And it means it says nothing about you. So same thing with, you know, when you're triggered, ask yourself why. Pretend you're having a conversation with, and if you don't have a best friend, because I'll just be real with y'all. Sometimes I feel like I don't. It's just like, it's crazy being a business owner and friendships and all that stuff. But I will picture my daughter. Well, what if my daughter was saying this to me? What would I tell my daughter? And how would I handle the situation? And literally walk yourself through it. And before long, you're going to be a master at pulling yourself out of the feeling like crap and getting focused on what you're doing. And again, nine times out of 10, we're doing something to cause that comparison. So again, you just got to go rein yourself in, go down the line. Why are you feeling this way? Why am I doing this? Who am I trying to serve? And also here's what's funny. We'll compare ourselves to people who aren't even doing what we're doing. I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you could be, I'm a family photographer, but for some odd reason, I'm comparing myself to the wedding photographer down the street. Why are we doing that? Like we're not even after the same type of client or service. So I would say, just check yourself. The world is naturally negative. You have to choose how to be positive and figure out how to flip the script. Mm, yeah, that's really great advice. What do you think can happen if you're unable to kind of pull yourself out of it and you just keep comparing yourself to others and you go into that imposter syndrome mode? Like what can happen? You're going to start telling yourself a story and then believing a story that's not true. And then because of that, it's going to lead you to burnout or that imposter syndrome will one day become such a heavy burden on you that you will literally quit your business or you will stop showing up and you will think, oh, it's because no one wants to book you. But really it's because you're not showing up anymore. You have believed this lie that there is not space for you in this photography industry. And it's such a lie. And sometimes, very few times, but I, I will throw this out there too, because I actually did an entire episode to answer the question, is it time to quit your photography business? Sometimes, sometimes you are feeling this way because it's time to pivot and do something else. Very few times. Okay. Very few times. But that is what can happen if you're trying all these things that we talked about, the mental, the mindset shifts, the physical, tangible action items that I gave you, and it's not working. That's when maybe we need to pray or journal or whatever it is that you want to do and figure out, am I in the right industry? 
Is it maybe I need to go do something different? And so that is also something that you can dig into. But for most people, it's just because you're negative Nancy's and we got to rewire the way that you operate in this world. Mm, Yeah, I think you're right. But sometimes you do get that feeling of like, I want to quit. I have to give up. This isn't for me. And that comes and goes, even though maybe, you know, deep down, you don't actually want to quit, but you think you want to quit. You think you have to quit. You think this isn't right. What can you do to kind of, I don't know, get out of that? I want to give up because I think most photographers or most creatives feel like that every once in a while maybe more often than not sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I do is I have to disrupt my everyday patterns. Okay. And I know that sounds really fancy. It's really not. It's just basically if I am falling into a routine every single day, maybe you work a full-time job. So you wake up, you get ready, you send your kids off to school, you go work a full-time job, and then you're trying to build this side hustle photography business on the side squeezing it in everywhere, still trying to be a present, wearing all the hats of everything else that you have going on. And you do that day after day after day after day, and there's never a vacation or there's never a break. You have to disrupt your pattern, which means that you have to do something different, like take the vacation, take the social media break, go do a creative shoot for yourself that you do not get paid for. Here's the thing. I learned this from the very first mentor I ever had. And at first I was like, that's just so dumb. I'm not going to do that. But then as I did, when you are paid, when someone pays you, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar. Okay. If they pay you $1 to go take their pictures, you are still showing up in a very different route than you would if it was your terms. So you got to style it, direct it, pick your people, choose when it was happening. And there was no like agreement of anything. It was just, Hey, can I use your family? Can I use you as a couple? Can I just take your photographs to do my creative art thing? It's just so different. And sometimes that's all it takes. What you're doing is you're lacking motivation and inspiration, and you need to go find that. And nine times out of 10, you need to go get out in nature, go take a walk, go on a hike, go on a vacation, go attend to photography work, something that is not your normal. And I promise you, you will come back on fire. You will, or you'll come back knowing this is not for me. And that is the solution to ending this whole cycle of, I feel like I'm burnt out and constantly comparing myself. And this no longer brings me joy. You've got to disrupt your normal. Mm, Wow. That's really powerful advice. I think most photographers could really use that break and doing something creative just for them. Yes. Vacations are everything. And even if you can't physically like if you don't have money to throw at that or whatever the case may be, you can get really creative and at least do nothing business or work related and have a staycation or whatever that is. But I am telling you, if you can just get outside of your normal, it's just crazy what it will do for your brain. It's like a reset. It's like you're resetting your entire body and environment and everything. And then you come back and you're like, hey, I see things differently, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. So what about confidence in itself? Do you have any tips for building confidence? Absolutely. Yeah. So first of all, confidence is not something you're ever going to wake up with one day. You have to continue to take action and put yourself out there and you will naturally see confidence catch up to you. The second thing is for confidence, 
you need to surround yourself with people that are going to build you up and not tear you down. This was something that I changed drastically for myself back in 2016. For so long, I had operated in such a low level way of thinking and a mindset. It seemed like it was normal to complain. And then now when people do that or they are negative, like it sticks out like a thorn because I don't surround myself by people who just are negative all the time. It's just a weight and it brings you down. And so again, I think you need to get into communities, whether they're digital communities or they're photographer local communities to you. I think it's finding your people that are going to build you up. And it's not about having a hundred of those people. Get a few quality individuals, photographers, moms, whoever you are, and get in a room with them, even if it's a digital room, and give your space to encourage each other. And go back and forth because you're going to be on a high when someone's on a low and vice versa. Whenever you're in the low, you want those people who are in their highs, not to push you down, but to pull you up with their words and their encouragement and things like that. And so I think a lack of community equals a lack of confidence. And I also think that you staying stuck doing the things like if if you are wanting a different result, but you're only ever doing the same thing, we hear this all the time. That is the definition of insanity. Don't do that. So you need to do something different. And so take a different action, take a different step, try something new, learn something new. That's something else that I think you had asked earlier to the burnout. I just feel like I want to quit. I go learn something new. Because it just changes your brain and it allows you to, again, like come back with a different perspective. And so last summer, I was like, "Mm, I'm going to learn how to do in-studio newborn photography just because I'm burnt out and I want to do something new. And I did. And it absolutely renewed my spirit. And while I don't do a whole lot of those anymore, it was very helpful at the time to get me back to what I loved to do. Mm, Oh, yeah, that sounds really, really interesting. And I think it's important to know that it can be something completely other than what you normally do as well. Like if you're a photographer, you can do like a flower workshop or drawing or anything, and it can just really reignite what you do. I love that idea. Yeah. Glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I run to and do over and over again to give myself a break from business is like declutter my house. In fact, I'm scheduled to start it again next week. Like it's just giving your brain a break and doing something different. And I just, I could organize all day. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is really good advice because that's something as well that not only is it doing something else, but you're going to have cleaner surroundings, which is going to make it easier for you to think and to be creative. Yes, I'm definitely one of those that what your environment looks like, that's also a direct result of how you feel and show up to work. So that could be a huge thing too. Anytime that I feel overwhelmed or, you know, I'm procrastinating editing, I take one look around my house. I'm like, this is why go clean it up. And then I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So if the person who's listening right now is like, okay, I need to do something. I need to work on overcoming the imposter syndrome that I keep feeling. What's one thing that they can do to get started? Okay. The first thing that I want you to do is I want you to grab a pen and paper and I want you to just write out, why do you love photography? Why did you start your business? 
Why do you want to continue to show up? And then what is the ultimate goal you're trying to achieve? And I think it's eye-opening because yes, we know these things and it's coming out of our brain, but when we can like physically see them on paper and have that connection, we can go, oh, okay, yeah, awesome. I can do this, right? Like I see the bigger picture. And then the second thing is I want you to commit to taking three days, three days to start, right? Let's baby step it. Three days, no social media, no looking at what anybody else is doing. And I just want you to find something to do. And here's something that I want to bring up because I kind of broke my own heart when someone had asked me this back in the day. And it was, what do you enjoy doing when you're not working? I could not answer that question because all I did was I used my business as my crutch and as a thing that fuels me. And we all have something. You have an area of your life that you find easy, maybe not easy all the time, but you find joy there. You find validation. And honestly, you probably have your identity rooted in it. For some of you, it's motherhood. You're scared of business, but you're so good at loving on your babies and like you can do crafts all day long and like all these things, okay? And everyone has something. Some of you, it's fitness. Oh my goodness, you can tear it up in the gym and lift weights all day long and you look amazing, but you're fearful of another area of your life. And so I want you to really answer that question. When you're not working on your business, what do you enjoy doing? And I cried when I got asked that because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm broken. I don't know. And so I had to work on finding hobbies through the next two years. And, you know, I'm finally back at a place. And there are still some days where I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, but there are a lot of things that I enjoy doing too. But I think it's finding hobbies so that you, again, can fill your cup on a more regular basis, because we don't all have the freedom to just take vacations and social media breaks all the time. And so when you can really find something that you enjoy doing, and you can make that a regular practice, you will naturally be filling your cup anyways. So those are the two things that I would do. Mm, those are some great things. What was the hobby that you discovered or that you have grown to love after you got asked the question? Yeah, okay. So Well, there's a couple, but reading, I forgot how much I loved to read and I would never make it. It's just one of those things where you have to literally make the space and the time for it to sit down and actually enjoy it. And oh my goodness, I can read books for hours at this point, but it's still hard. It's hard for me to start the book, but once I get myself back into that routine, like I love it and I find myself being a lot more creative because of it. So reading was the first thing I put back on my radar. <laughs> cool. Ah, oh, that's great. That's great. Good for you. So what can you recommend those who are listening if they want to build a sustainable business? What can you recommend them to do? Oh my goodness. I mean, so many things. Let's just sum it up this way. I want you to find the person that has a business that you are looking to also have like something similar. So for example, if you're a wedding photographer and you are wanting a successful six-figure photography business that's like light and airy, okay? go find someone that has that and go get mentored by someone that offers it. The biggest thing that I can say is if you really want to accelerate your success, find the business coach that you need that you're looking for and invest in their mentorship 
because I promise you, you're going to grow. It's like bringing a whole nother brain, another set of eyes, ears, all the things, and you will just grow your business by leaps and bounds. The biggest and number one thing that I did that I continue to do is I invest in the place I want to grow and it makes all the difference. And I get it. I was broke too. I started my photography business without a penny to my name, without a client in my books. And I still chose to invest at certain points, different points in my business for different things. And I've never regretted it. Like there's been a couple of things as not from a photography side, I've never regretted the photography side. There's been a couple of like programs as a business coach, I've joined to be a better business coach, but I eh, didn't really get any results from, but as a photographer, anytime I've invested, it's like full on return on investment. So I think find someone that can reach their hand out to you and invest in them and get their eyes and their ears on your business. Because here's the thing, that mentor, she already made all the mistakes. So she can prevent you from making the same ones. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. I always have a mentor or a coach and I invest in so many different things. And I know that there's no way I could have done all the things or gotten to where I am without that. It just, you just save so much time and money if you just get help. The sooner, the better. The sooner, the better. I agree. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Brooke. This has been really inspiring to learn about imposter syndrome and getting some tips from you. And I'm sure that whoever is listening wants to keep learning from you. So where can they go? Yeah, well, the first thing is you're listening to this podcast. And so uh, my podcast would be the first place I'd have you come. It's called the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. And then for really any resources, social media links, all those things, my website would probably be your best bet. And that's Brooke with an E, Jefferson.com. Great. I'm going to make sure I link to both the podcast and to your website in the show notes so that it's easy to just click and find as well. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed this episode. Such a good conversation. Yeah, me too. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.